Today's episode is all about strategy. Strategy so your social media actually works for you. But even with the best strategy in the world, you still need to fill it with content. Content that eventually leads your audience into buying from you. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and wasting your audience's time. And I know that that's not your goal. So I want to let you guys know about something that's going to be happening in the next month or so. I am putting together a group program, a membership mastermind, all about creating content, all about creating the right kind of content that does exactly what I was just talking about, leading your audience so that when they are ready to buy, you are at the forefront of their minds. I'll be giving you guys more information about this soon. But in the meantime, if you are interested, let me know. I'll put you on the wait list and there'll be some special benefits for those on the wait list. All right, on to our episode. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking with Instagram story master Sheila Streetman all about Instagram story strategy. Now I know what you're thinking, you might not be an Instagram fan like me and Sheila, but stories are everywhere today. From Facebook, even LinkedIn, you need to master some sort of strategy so you can show up consistently. All right, before we dive on into the interview, I want to give Sheila a little shout out here because I've been following her for a little while. She knows what she's talking about, and I like how she really is going to break it down into bite-sized chunks. First of all, she's going to tell us how she moved and made a pivot, shall we say, into Instagram stories from her graphic design business. And then we're going to talk about how you can create your own strategy, create your own prompts, all of the things that it's going to take you to have a great story strategy so that you can consistently show up. Sheila finally found her voice through Instagram stories after she's been posting to them every day for two solid years. She'll tell you from experience, it's a long game. It takes commitment to show up for yourself in business, but her superpower is being able to break down the strategy for Instagram and stories so that her clients know exactly what the next steps are for maximum results. She comes alongside to encourage and guide you to show up for your business in a way that feels comfortable. Her methods are designed to meet you where you're at. I'm going to interject from the intro real quick here. If you notice, Sheila is using a few of my favorite phrases, meeting you where you are at, showing up consistently. So it's no surprise that I wanted to have her on the show talking about how to master Instagram stories and learn them to effectively promote your business as well. Sheila, thank you so much for coming on to the No Like Interest Show. Thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm really excited, first of all, just to talk with you because I spend a fair amount of time on Instagram. My audience already knows. And I will say that when I decided to kind of make Instagram my place, you know, stories originally were not part of the mix. And then they became part of the mix. And like most casual social media users. I was like, cool, just another new feature. I'm ignoring this. And then it became very apparent to me. And no, I I really can't ignore this. And then I think I became like many, many people, someone who would just like post my current feed posts to my stories and, and then maybe pop a poll on there every once in a while or share somebody else's post. And, and that was pretty much all I did until I really felt like I got my feet wet and more comfortable and all of that. So I don't know if it was the same for you or whether your client experience has been the same as what I've kind of just described. But 
I know a lot of my clients feel that way about Instagram and stories in particular. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit first about yourself and then how you decided to become someone who talks about stories. So my experience and my client's experience is very similar to yours, where stories was there and you're trying to figure it out and you don't really have a strategy, you're just doing it. So I have been posting to my stories every day for over two years. And it started messy, really, really messy. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And I was using somebody's prompts that really helped get me started. So I know that having a prompt every day is very helpful in knowing where you're going so that you know where you're going to end at the end of your day with your stories. So for me, posting every day for over two years, I was focusing on my graphic design business in the beginning. And every DM I got was, how did you do this X in my stories? And so I started doing story tutorials about how you do this fancy thing or do that fancy thing or how you use this feature and how you use it better and how you can get better engagement. And then I started polling my community and asking questions about what do you want to know? Because I never did that. I just showed up. And definitely the showing up has really helped me feel more confident in knowing who I'm speaking to and how I can speak best to them. But the asking the questions and getting feedback from them was very helpful. And in January of 2020, I pivoted to focus solely on Instagram stories because the feedback I got was so good. And I started coaching people on how to use Instagram stories and just in general, how to use Instagram for their business. And it's been awesome. I love it because I'm a teacher at heart. and. I love sharing what I know in a way that is easy and accessible for people. I love that. So first of all, you know, you like many of us fell into it. You had to get your comfort zone kind of set, right? But your passion for teaching, you know, it transferred from one area that you were working in to another. So that part was easy. And also the other thing I want to point out from your story here as someone who works on brand strategy is that you pulled your audience, you did the market research, you found out what people were actually coming to you for, even if it wasn't what you necessarily intended. And then rather than fight that, rather than try and create an entirely new audience that wasn't looking for that from you and was looking for your original service, you said, hey, if this is what people want, and I'm good at it, and I enjoy it, let's do that. That's exactly what happened. And it was scary. It was really scary, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It's still scary. It's still scary because I sometimes feel, you know, we all get that comparisonitis and imposter syndrome and all of those things come up. But if I am a little bit ahead of the people who need my help, then I'm in a good position. And so my goal is to keep learning. And so I can keep teaching and then just bring people with me. That's great. So when you said that it's still scary, is it scary because you're still stepping into the unknown? Or is it scary because your commitment to showing up on stories still feels hard? 
I feel like I'm still kind of learning how to show up in this new role because I did graphic design for 10 years. So showing up in a new way and talking about new things. So when my clients feel a little anxious about showing up and speaking, I'm like, look, we've all been there. When I posted a story yesterday, it took me four times to record it before I actually was like, okay, I got out all the things I needed to say in a succinct way. I mean, we're all still learning. We're still learning about the nuances of how our voice comes across it is our face and our voice at the same time. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn about yourself when you do it. And there's a lot to learn about your community as you show up more and in different ways. Definitely. I think that's so funny because I've been doing this podcast for a number of years now. And when I originally started doing this, I did three guest episodes and one solo episode each month. And Part of that was because my show, I slated for about a half hour, and I had no problem filling a half hour with guest interviews because, you know, the back and forth, it moves along just like what we're doing here. You know, it's a, it's a give and take conversation. But my solo shows, I had so much anxiety about because, oh my goodness, how am I going to fit 30 minutes of content and keep people engaged? Because while I know a lot of things keeping people engaged on one topic for 30 minutes just seems like, especially back then, such a huge endeavor. And it was difficult for me. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is, you know, you you have 10 years of graphic design expertise, knowledge, know-how. And because of all of that time that you spent on it, it's really easy to be like, well, yeah, of course I know that. Whereas you move into this newer arena and you don't have the I have to fill a half hour problem. You have the 100% opposite problem of how can I get this across in 60 seconds clearly and succinctly in a way that my audience fully understands. That's like a whole different ball game. Yeah. So no matter what it is you're talking about to get your point across in that 60 seconds, I mean, could you go longer? Yes. But I don't recommend that because we can get long-winded. And so the goal, because stories are really fast and you should be able to digest them really quickly and easily. And, you know, showing up one minute every day adds up. It just adds up. So one minute here, one minute there, one minute there. And then you're showing up every day and that momentum builds and it keeps going. And it helps you to continue to show up because people are waiting for you. Your people are waiting for you. You might not think so, but when you show up and you show up and you show up and then you don't show up for a day, you will definitely get people saying, are you okay? I missed your stories. Or people will say things to me like, because I've changed my, you know, when you're creating stories for your community, things shift, you know, the the current goes this way and you start going that way too. And then people are like, wait, but you used to do this thing that I really liked. Can you bring that back? Which is awesome because that just gives you more content. So definitely polling your community and listening to them for feedback. And when they ask for something, try and do it. That's awesome. So when you were talking about polling your community, obviously, we have the ability to use actual polls and actual questions on Instagram. And and this would go for a couple of the other social media platforms as well. But do you ever do any market research outside of that? Is there anything else that you've found to be really effective for finding out what your audience not only needs, but really wants? 
Yeah, Facebook. Like specifically, it's harder because it's, I do have a very small Facebook group that was specifically for a challenge, but they're all still in there. So they are, for me, a good mix. But Facebook groups, like the entrepreneur groups, but you can't, there's certain questions that are only applicable to certain communities. So like I couldn't ask the people on Facebook about something on Instagram unless it was a Facebook group dedicated to Instagram influencers or something like that. In that case, maybe. But you really have to think about who you're asking the question to, to be able to get an answer that's really going to work for you. So yeah, I haven't polled people on Twitter or I don't really show up on LinkedIn and I do have an email list and I do ask them questions. But for me, on Instagram stories, it's like I get the best content ideas from them. And I kind of have, you know, I have a system of how I ask the questions and specifically say, I'm asking market research questions now. So here they're coming up. And then, you know, I sandwich that between a, I'm going to get, I give them a tip or I ask them like, what do you want to learn today? Do you want to learn how to make this twirl effect with the pen tool? Or do you want to learn how to make a color palette in your Instagram stories? And then I say, okay, while we're waiting for those answers to come in, I have some market research questions. So they're there, they're engaged. I ask them and then at the end, I'll say, okay, I'll come back and answer the poll question from way back then. And so when I do that, people know like, okay, she is going to come back because she always does. And that's part of it is just creating that trust with your community because you do show up every day and you do what you say you're going to do. Oh, that trust is important. And obviously, you know that I'm on team trust here, but your sandwich technique is brilliant, though, because you're giving them something they want. That's how you start it. It's not all just, I want, I want, I need, I need, tell me, tell me. But you're starting with something for them, and then you're finishing it with something for them. And then it's almost like from a good person moral point of view, you kind of have to answer the questions or you're a jerk, right? I mean, I love it. I mean, that's my feeling, at least. Yeah. Like I said, I've done this for over two years. And so just within the last, probably the last year is when I really started polling, like for market research purposes, I would poll and, you know, play the this and that game and have fun. So it's this, you know, the same people are still there watching and engaging. And so when I started market research and prepping them, they were ready because they had already been engaging and yeah, doing the the sandwiching it in the middle of giving them something else and serving them makes it a win-win. So obviously you already had an audience built before you made this transition. And because you were already asking them what they wanted and then you shifted to delivering that, you had people who were highly engaged. But if someone were starting a Instagram stories strategy from a new, maybe not 100% new account on Instagram, but like they haven't really been showing up on stories up till now. What is the best way to build a warm and engaged audience of people who not only are going to benefit from your services, but have the at least potential to transition into clients somewhere in the near future? I would say Instagram is a long game and Instagram stories is a long game too. But you know the saying of somebody needs to hear your offer seven times? Well, it's more like 12 to 20 now, right? So 
if you talk about your offer on Instagram stories once a week, that is more like 12 months before they're going to make a purchase. If you talk about your offer on Instagram stories every other day, well, then that's shortened to month, let's say. So for a, someone who is just starting out, I would say show up every day on Instagram stories, even for one minute. And even if it's a stock photo with your thoughts on top of it, you're still showing up and then you keep doing it. And then you start asking questions and you start engaging with the people that follow you by going and you swipe up and you see who was following your stories and then you watch their stories or you send them a DM and say, hey, I have you been using stories? Because I just started using them. So a way to engage with people so that they feel comfortable to engage with you too. And then you just have to keep showing up because, I mean, in the beginning, there were five people would watch my stories. And you're teaching people that you will be showing up. So you can't just show up once a month and think that's enough or even once a week. You have to do it every day. And, you know, there are accounts that are focused only on Instagram stories and that's all they do. And there was a period of time when all I did was Instagram stories and didn't post to my feed at all for months and I was like, well, do I want to be an account that only posted Instagram stories every day or do I want to do more? And when I shifted like that focus for me to focus on Instagram stories and be more of a leader and a teacher was when I said, well, I need to do everything because I need to be visible. That's part of it for me. My word of the year last year was visibility. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm picking this word. No, this word was like, you're showing up and I'm your word and you have to keep doing it. And I was like, this is so hard. <laughs> it's hard to show up as you, but the more you do it, I wouldn't say the easier it gets, but you do build confidence to continue to do it. And definitely on stories, it does get easier because you have that momentum behind you of doing it the day before. And then you say, oh, well, that worked. So I'm going to try that again and see what happens next time. And I take notes and I have things written down so that I can remember like this worked really well, like doing the sandwich of I'm going to give them something. I'm going to ask them to do something for me. And then I'm going to deliver on what I said I was going to do. So one of the things I think personally, a lot of people experience as they come to Instagram stories for more than just like sharing a post or something like that is the big fear of messing up. Now, you and I both know that this isn't live and you have the ability to press discard. And for all of those listeners out there, I think you need to know that I take very, very good use of that discard button because there are plenty of times I'm talking and I have a tendency to mumble. And you know what? If you can't understand me, I'm not putting it out there. But there comes a point when you are showing up regularly, where you start becoming more comfortable with the occasional mistake. How long did that take for you to really get to that place? Oh, months, months, months. I'm a perfectionist. I mean, if you're a perfectionist like me, it's hard. But it did get easier to show the authentic me, like the real me, like I, you know, the silly, you know, like this. Yeah. Where right? I like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why I 
when I'm recording my stories, like I will record it and then I'll record it again because it's a minute and I don't want to take up people's time. I want to make sure I get everything in there and I want to try and do it without talking like it's really fast so you can't understand me. So does it take me a couple times to do it? Yeah. And I don't feel like that's because I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to like get my point across months, months, months before I felt okay. But here's, I'm going to give you guys a tip. The cool thing about Instagram stories is unless you're pushed the live button, you can record and record and record and then you can delete it and you can record again. And then if you're like, okay, well, I like that part, you can push the little down arrow and it'll save to your phone and then you can post it later. You do not have to feel so much pressure of trying to get it right and feeling like you have to, like once you open it, like that's not the scary part. The scary part is there's no scary part. I love that. The scary part is there's no scary part. No, I'm all there's scary. No, there's really no scary because you're in control of what you post. It's your account. And when you are recording the story for the story, whatever you put out is what you put out. And you're in control of that. And the beauty is, even if you don't love what you said, but you were, you know, either pressed for time and you had to get it out there or, you know, maybe six hours pass and you're like, I really wish I hadn't done that. I mean, you can go and delete, but even if you don't, just wait another 18 hours and no one's going to see it. You know, it's not a permanent thing. Yes. Yes. That's the other thing I love about stories. Unless you put it in your highlights. But you're still in control of that. Yes. You're in control of all of it. You can delete it. And it's only 24 hours. And the thing is, is we, you know, it's hard because we think like all this stuff I do throughout the day is so boring. Nobody's going to want to hear it. Nobody wants to know. But we are nosy, nosy people. And we want to see it all. And we want to hear it all. We want to see how you take your coffee. And and if you have sensitive skin and someone else does and they use a special laundry soap. Oh, my goodness. We all need that, right? All about that connection. You better believe it, man. <laughs> I would love for you to tell our audience, uh, one, where we can find you, not only on Instagram, but elsewhere on the interwebs. And two, if you've got anything fun coming up. Oh, I'm Sheila Streetman underscore on Instagram. And my website is SheilaStreetman.com. I offer Instagram coaching and consulting for business owners. And I also have, I do full service social media management and I just launched something called the Instaboost Lab, and it's the cart actually closes today. But the goal is that people join me for co-working sessions, and they will write their content for Instagram and get it scheduled so they're not trying to figure out what they're going to post next, because that was one of the big struggles that my clients have. And the other thing you get is an Instagram story prompt for every day of the month. So it'll help you to show up on your feed and show up in your stories and feel confident because you know exactly what you're going to talk about. So if you don't have a fully fledged content calendar built out for your business, this is a really great way to one, make the commitment to get it started because that co-working time sounds fantastic. I am in a program for something else that does do a co-working time a few times a week. And it has been so beneficial for me because it's like a nose down focused time but in addition to that, when you are getting your feet wet, there is basically nothing better for you because it gives that first big hurdle. You have a complete pass for it. It's ready to go. Yeah. When 
they join, they are creating their own prompts. They are going through, they're creating their own content buckets and I teach them how to create their own prompts. So everything that they do is for them. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm really excited about the group of women that are in it. So yeah. Well, I'll make sure that we include links in the show notes for those options. And congratulations. Cart Close Day is always a big deal. That's awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Brittany, for having me. This has been a lot of fun. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. First of all, Sheila is such joy to follow on social media. So do go find her. She gave you her handle, Sheila Streetman underscore. And let's all take what we learned from this episode and up our game a little bit. She gave a lot of good tips on how to produce content that people do want to engage with and also what you should be doing to look towards the future so that you can move with trends as they come into place. See you guys next week.